you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Hey, uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, Week two, uh, he is Jehovah. What I realize is that it's important for you to learn who the Lord is and who he has declared he is uh, to us. Reason being, uh, some of many people just know him as God, uh, but he has so many names, uh, and those names are important because they define who he is. In scripture, you know, nowadays people's names don't have purpose or meaning because we're Americans and we're such a melting pot of culture that nothing has value anymore. But back in this day, names had great significant meaning. Let me give you an example. If I told you my name was Tim and uh, wouldn't tell you much about me, but if I told you that some call me dad, I would tell you more about me. If, if you didn't know me and I introduced myself like I do to some people, yesterday I was at a baseball field and they said, oh, hey, you know, uh, what do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm a pastor. They're like, oh, <laughs> all of a sudden their language changed a little bit. You know, it was like all of a sudden they got friendly, you know, uh, it would tell you more about who I am. If I told you that some call me coach, uh, it, would cha- it would change the way you see me. And that's the way it is with the Lord. He is not just God. He is uh, Jehovah. And last week we learned that he is Jehovah, my creator, and uh, leaned into some of that uh, concept. This week I have uh, a new one for you, and it's going to be pretty rad. Uh, he is Jehovah M'Kadesh. M-Kadesh. Kadesh. I had to double check it. I, there's a little thing that like does pronunciations, and it's literally mm, Kadesh. And so, anyways, uh, I'm going to read it to you in scripture. Would you all mind standing to your feet for me? This is out of the book of Leviticus, which is everyone's favorite book to read here in the room. I know uh, all the priests and the Levites and their practices, and and you should not perform this or do that, uh, but you should do this. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 7 would say this, So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord who makes you holy. Let's pray. Jesus, help. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. I am the Lord that makes you holy. Kadesh is, uh, is, is, is the definition that the Lord is holy, uh, but more importantly, it's the promise that he will make you holy. And this is who the Lord is. He is holy. This is uh, something that's not really cool or popular nowadays. People pass over this in a lot of churches, but really the reality is we can't get past the holiness of God. It is who he is, and it is what he is trying to do in us. This promise to make us holy, please understand, it is Christianity. It is the idea that from the moment you become born again, the Lord is trying to make you pure. He is trying to sanctify you, to purify you, to make you cleansed, to make you holy, so that you can be like Him. And this will not end until the day that we take our last breath here on this earth and we stand before the Lord. He is working in you to make you holy but it's who the lord is he's never not been holy he's always been holy what 
What does holy mean? If in plain English, if we were to just define it, holy means to be set apart. I I've understood it to one time I was reading a, um, a concordance and they were defining it this way: holiness is like an island that touches nothing. I loved that. Like that's a place that has no contact with anything else. And holiness in our lives is that we would be set apart for His purpose. That's really what happened when we gave our heart to Jesus. We said, Lord, here's our life. We messed it up. You can do what you want with it. It's yours. It's now set apart for you. And in that, God started the process of purification, sanctification, and holiness in our lives. Holiness is a massively biblical priority. I want to take you into Scripture to make sure that you understand that the Lord is holy. Actually, let me read you one more passage in Exodus. It's actually going to say the same thing that we just read in Leviticus. In Leviticus, we would find in chapter 20, him with this promise, M. Kadesh. But you would also, over the next two chapters, see this same title, M. Kadesh, uh, seven times in the next two chapters. The Lord telling us that he is the Lord that makes us holy. The Lord that makes us holy. Here it is in Exodus chapter 31, verse 12 to 13. The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day. For the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. And it is given so that you may know that I am the Lord. Say that with me. Who makes you holy. Right? And so the Lord is trying to, I, I want to make sure that we understand there is a lot of compromise in the standards that people live in today and the Lord is always trying to raise the bar and bring us back to holiness. This is the Garden of Eden. This is Adam walking with God in the cool of the day and it's all trying to restore innocence, restore purity and this can only be done by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I'm going to read you a beautiful passage. The Lord is holy. Isaiah chapter 6. One of the coolest passages in all of the Bible for me. I, I've read this countless times in sermons. Isaiah 6, uh, there's a story about a prophet who has a vision, and he gets to see the Lord and all of his glory. And in chapter 6, he says it this way, in, in the year that King Ureza died, I saw the Lord. He was sitting high and lofty on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. I love the song that's sung about that back in the 90s. It was really cool. And then it says, Attending with him were a mighty seraphim, each having six wings. Two wings, they covered their faces, and with two, they covered their feet, and with two, they flew. If you would, these are angelic beings. We, there's more significance to that, but they are angelic beings for the sake of the conversation. They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, of heaven's armies, the whole earth is filled with his glory. I want to stop there just for a second. And I want you to tune your eyes to this. It says that they were calling out to each other. 
If we were to go to Revelations, you would see this. The book of Daniel would have the same revelation that these many people that have visions of heaven would say that they see the Lord and angelic beings or elders or the saints often cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. What's interesting is you could see it in plain as day. They're not actually saying it to the Lord. Who are they saying it to? To each other. And this is something that we have to remember that the Lord is holy. Because when we know who we're having a relationship with, it changes the standard in our life. It says the Lord is holy. And it says they were crying out to one another. I don't know. I see it this way. Ted, can you, can you stand up for a second? And... Um, uh, well, actually, I'm going to use this one right here. Ted, uh, come on down front here. Help me out. Ted's one of the elders of our church, so this works out absolutely perfect. We're going to pretend that this is the Lord, and uh, that's His glorious throne. And uh, we don't know how many angels there were in this passage, but uh, Ted, um, what do you know the angels say in this passage? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And it says that the other angel returned this statement to each other, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And what's interesting is if you were to go to the book of Revelation, it would say that these angelic beings say this day and night, night and day, forever and ever. Thank you, Ted. Where is it how, how wonderful would it be if we remembered the standard that we should have in our life because of who he is? It would change the way we talk. It would change the way we live. It would change the way we act. I can remember a time just being transparent. I was with my wife, and uh, the kids were home. And um, see, I, I get to act really godly in front of a lot of people, but... Sometimes my family uh, sees my butt, you know. I don't mean my rear end. I mean my character. One time I got into an argument, and I dropped some, some, some potty mouth language. And I remember my wife crying, crying. And it hurt her so bad because of the stuff that came out of my mouth. And I, was, I got angry at her even more because she got offended by what I said. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to like validate what I said as if it wasn't a big deal because it wasn't a big deal to me. And that's the problem with holiness is that we've entered into a relationship with someone whose standard is higher than ours. And having relationship with him means he's going to be offended by things we say, things we do that are not okay with him. And if you want to have relationship with him, it's easy. You just have to stop doing the things that you've been doing. I can continue my relationship with my wife. I just learned that if I do this, I hurt her. And I can't hurt her and love her at the same time. Does that make sense? That's not love. And I can't love the Lord and hurt him at the same time. See, when Adam sinned, 
he fell. He realized he was shamed. He was naked. And it separated him from the Lord. The Lord could only bring him back. But it was important that Adam knew a standard for the rest of his life. I hurt my wife. I've hurt the Lord. I've hurt other people. And when we do these things, it's important that we recognize what we've done, why it was wrong, and we own it. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so in this passage, Isaiah, he's going to go on to say that the whole earth is filled with his, with his glory. And their voices shook the temple and its foundations of the entire building was filled with smoke. And then I said, it's, it's all over. I am doomed. I am a sinful man and I have filthy lips. I live among the people with filthy lips. And yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's army. Isn't it awesome to know that once we recognize who he is, Man, it, puts, it sure puts us in perspective of who we are. I can't tell you how many times in my life I really thought I was doing good. And I got in God's presence and I knew, oh man, there are some things that are out of order in my life. And I love the way that the Lord will tell us. Because we're his sons and we're his daughter and he loves us and he corrects us. And he will tell you what is not good for you and you and him. Does that make sense? And so he said, he, he got in God's presence. He knew the Lord was holy and he knew that he was a man that was not clean. And the Bible says here in the next verse that an angel brought a coal, cleansed his lips and made him clean. It's a beautiful passage. Holy means to be set apart. And it's important that we know that this is not something that the Lord just wants to do. It's actually a commandment. I want to make sure that we Make cool the standard of the Lord in our lives. Like, there are things that's cool in the workplace. So there are cool things that are cool online. Or sometimes there are cool shoes or really cool haircuts. Or it's really cool to, I don't know what it is. You know, uh, I, I wish, I, I understand in like the 1600s, uh, it was cool to be heavy set, And I, I wish that was cool again. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm doing that very well right now in my life. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, but anyways, um, I, 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 I want to know if he likes it, then I want to love it. And so the Lord is saying that holiness is important. It's actually a command. Let me just take you there and make sure that we understand the same thing. Holiness is not something that would be a good idea or would be good for your pastor to live. Please understand, I'm just a son and daughter just like you. We're all sons and daughters. I have the same calling on my life that you have on yours. I just do it from a church. You do it from your office and from your home and from your job. We're all called to live holy before the Lord. Watch this. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as the Lord who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because... I am holy. You see that? I'm not seeing a lot of open to interpretation in this passage. Maybe, maybe I, I just am really profound in my, in my perception of what he's saying. But it sounds like he's saying must be holy. Let me take you to another verse. Leviticus chapter 11 verse 45. For I, the Lord, am the one who brought you up out of the land of Egypt that I might be your God. Therefore, you must be holy 
because I am holy. And it's important for you to know that like, as you, as, as you draw closer to the Lord, he's going to tell you what's out of order in your life. Please don't compare your godliness to my godliness. We're on different places with the Lord. Everyone here is in a relationship with God, whether you want to or not, because he's chasing you. It's who he is. He is Kadesh, meaning he is the one that makes you holy. So your whole life he's been telling you don't do that. That's going to hurt you. Don't do that. That's going to hurt you. Do this. It's good. You've always been in a relationship with God, but please don't compare your relationship with my relationship or what I'm doing wrong with what you're doing wrong. Because what ends up happening is if you look at what I'm doing wrong in my life, it makes you feel self-righteous. And don't compare your godliness to mine and that Pastor Tim is so much more godliness because that shames you. Just listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you and obey Him. Work on this right now in this season of your life. Does that make sense? Cool. Um, I'm going to read this beautiful passage to you. I think it's really rad. Y'all. Man, all right, yeah, I'm going to shut up. First Thessalonians. I get all these thoughts, and I just have to tell them to shut up. Take every thought captive. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 through 24. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. And God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. He is faithful. He is going to make you holy. He is going to make you pure. He is going to make you healthy. And I love that he declares that he's going to do it mind, body, and spirit. He's going he's gonna to redeem all of you. And what I've learned is that the broken places in me are really the things that I try to, to fix. Sometimes if I'm having a bad day or everyone hates me, I'll try to fill it with Oreo cookies. Y'all know I do some Oreos, some double stuffed, only the double stuffed. Not the triple, not the single, not the uh-ohs, the double stuffed. And I'll f- try to fill that need, that hurt, that wound. And I don't know all the wounds that we have, but there's a lot of broken places in all of us that we try to fix. And I love that the Lord is committed to fixing to redeeming, to healing, to purifying, to sanctifying, to making holy all of us. My thoughts. I love that God is redeeming my thoughts. There was a time and a season in my life some years ago where I used to see the ugliest thoughts all the time about women. I I would have just awful thoughts. And the Lord has redeemed those things. And I want you to know the enemy will still try to come back. But if you're here and you're struggling and you're just up against a wall, the more you continue to obey and the more you allow the Lord to move in your life, he redeems you little by little. He is going to make you holy. I thank God that I'm not who I used to be. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm definitely not where I was. That joker, golly, praise the Lord. All right. And I just will say this to you. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, this is just the promise of God. I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, 
will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day. I'm just thankful that God's never going to quit on me. Like when he made the promise that he will make me holy, he won't give up on me. And I hate me sometimes, and I hate some of you sometimes. And I know that I know that I know that God's commitment is not just for me, it is also for you. And I know that God's not done, he's not done, he's not done, he's not done. And so when I see myself in the worst of me, or I see people I love in the worst of them, I'm I'm reminded that he is committed, he is fully all in, in, in making us holy. And he promised he won't give up. And he promised he won't quit. I just love that. I love that it's not about where I am. It's about where I'm going to be. And I, I think about the beautiful call of God on all of our lives. Like he called us all just as we are. I love that. That I am welcome fully right now to him as I am. And you know what I love even more than that? That he will not let me stay this person. He loves me way too much to remain as I am. Because he's too good and deserves me to be better. And that's why I love the Lord so much. Because he sees the better version of me. And he's constantly calling me as deep calls on to deep. Into the greater version of me. The greatest thing that ever happened to me is Jesus. And he's calling you back to, to pure sanctity, purity, it's your destiny. And he's never going to quit. He's never going to quit. Look at your neighbor and say, he's never going to quit. All right, I have to keep going here. I have to keep going. I have three points, and then we're going to be done here. I'm going to do them quick. Point number one, one I want to think about, like, what are some things that I can do to help make sure that holiness is working in me? And I would just say these things as easy as this. John chapter 16, verse 7 and 8. Jesus said this, But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't come, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, He won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send Him to you, and when He comes, He will convict the world of its sin, of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment. Yeah, we're going to come around right now with communion elements. If you would just take them, hang on to them. We practice open communion as a church. Um, we're going to take these here in just a minute. Just hang on to them. And what I love is that the, I, there's no way I want to make sure that you understand this. You can't make you holy. There is nothing about anyone in this room that is holy. What is impure cannot be made pure again on our own. I think about it like this. Um, this is maybe a gross illustration, but it's, I'm a guy and it's how I think. My wife begged me not to do this illustration today, but here I go. She's not here and there's no accountability for what I'm about to say. <laughs> I, I think about it like this. Um, it's like if I was to make um, brownies for everyone here. Who doesn't love brownies? Brownies are fantastic. Imagine if I took something that looked like brownies and put it in brownies. You know where I'm going with this? Let's call it poo. Or there's probably more um, 
doctoral names for poo. Uh, Poo's just the best. I, I'm still a fifth grader at heart, I think, you know. If you put a little bit of poo in those brownies, they'd be done. Ain't no one here going to want those, those brownies, unless you're Bear Grylls, like... He's the only human in the world that's like, yeah, it's okay, just a little bit. Eat those things for breakfast, literally. Um, which is absolutely crazy. If you've ever seen the Bear Grylls, okay, stop, Tim. It's, it's unholy. There is nothing about us that can make us holy again. Only he can make us holy. And the first way he does this is by giving you the Holy Spirit. Please understand, when you, all of your life, the Holy Spirit has been with you. Because the Lord made a promise to Abraham, I will be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. I will never leave you nor forsake you, he said to Moses, right? And so this commitment to always be with you means the Holy Spirit will always speak to you. And according to Jesus, he will convict you, meaning he will tell you what is wrong. Now, when you become born again, the Holy Spirit is not with you he's now is in you and that voice as long as you move and you grow in the lord is going to grow louder it should become more and more aware to you of what is out of order unless you mute it you turn it off and it's one of the worst things we can do to push the holy spirit out of our life but the holy spirit is with us to convict us and teach us righteousness which is who the Lord is. He will make us holy. And he does this, number one, by the Holy Spirit. Y'all with me? The second way he does this, super easy. Watch this. This is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. This is every lady's favorite verse. For husbands, this means love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church, and he gave up his life for her to make her holy, and clean, washed by cleansing of God's word. Now, I, want, I see several things in this passage. One, I see that Jesus loves the church. Jesus loves the church. He loves the church. He loves the church. We are the church. And it is every man's commitment that I will love you not as you love me. No, no, I will love you as Jesus loved me. And that is a difficult commitment. To love with the same passion and enthusiasm that Christ has. Because he loves me when I am an idiot. And that tells me it doesn't matter what state anything's going on in my marriage. My job is to love like Christ. Because I don't deserve his love and he loves me. Does that make sense? But specifically how he cleanses us in this passage is through God's word. And so I pray that you know that if you're reading God's word, look, I don't need you to listen to a sermon. God knows we've heard enough sermons. We need God's word. We need God's word. We need to open it and say, God, speak to me. And he will do just that. And this is how he cleanses us. Unfiltered. Holy Spirit in you through God's word. And the third way, so uh, in, in Hebrews chapter 13, it says this. This is my last point. So also, Deb, um, would you guys come back? Yeah. I didn't know if we actually, we didn't talk about this, but I think it's going to be good. All right, praise him. <laughs> if you're new here, I apologize. Uh, Hebrews 13, 12. 
so also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by the means of his own blood. Um, the only thing that can make us pure again is the blood of Jesus. I don't know if you know or are familiar with the gospel, but religion, tithing, being on a, on a serve team at church or in a connect group, none of those things make us godly. It's the reality of the precious blood of Jesus covers us. And it washes our sin away. And it makes us a son and a daughter of the king. We've been adopted into God's family by the blood shed from Jesus. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's important for you, us all to know that Jesus died on a cross for us. That he loved us so much that he was fully committed to making us holy, that he came to this earth realizing that we could not fix us. I've tried. God knows we've tried. And we just have to receive the gift that transforms us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him would not perish, but have an everlasting life. The Lord loved you. And he stretched out his arms. And he was pierced. And he was broken for our iniquities. It was our sin that he put on so that we can put on his righteousness. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.